Well, thank you guys for joining the Morning Dew interview. Check out their album, their new album, Pulp, and their old one, Gulp. Downtown. It's like we get, like we have like the football teams who are playing the Steelers come into town, and like we've had some random celebrities. We just had a convention recently that had like a lot of TV stars, just some people from Supernatural came into my restaurant. Oh, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, oh shit, I know who <laughs> you yeah. are. Yeah, it was super weird. Um, one of my friends works at a pharmacy next to a next to a fancy hotel. Uh, and she says that's like she would just get like random celebrities come in for like Panadol. That's crazy information to know about. Uh, and she um she said like she served Nick Cave, um, it's at nuts. work one time. Um, I'm trying to think who else she said she served. I'm um, Chris Hemsworth. Um, what the hell? Yeah, <laughs> that's wild. My one coworker yeah. had a. Lil Uzi Vert came into the Starbucks in the hotel and he like came in, got his stuff and left. And then later Mm. sent down an edible arrangements and one of his people to go ask her out. Mm. Wow. Really? Yeah. I I, I remember um, one time I was in Sydney um, for a trip and I wanted to, I I was like 17 deep in my hype beast era. um, And I really (laughs) wanted to go um, to the off-white store but when we got there like it was all shut off um and one of the workers was like oh like you know really sorry like we can't like you know gotta come back later we've got a special booking um and um we're like oh and i was you know i was like oh cool like like who who for and they said it was for playboy cardi um and like some of the asap like people oh wow um we're like in australia and they had had, like booked out the whole off-white store um that's wild yeah, um, and the, the and the get uh, and the worker was like like don't like I probably will get fired for telling you that. Um, <laughs> but I get the same stuff at the yeah. hotel. Yeah, when I got hired there, I had to sign a thing like I won't post on Facebook or tell my friends when and if we have celebrities. But like the fuck, of course I'm gonna. If there's like a hockey player my friends in love with, I'm I gonna say like you. Like how 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 like how how. The people working there, like, do they really stick to those guidelines? Because I find it hard to believe. <laughs> Hell no. Mm. We're all gossiping, like, oh. <laughs> of course, like, yeah. Yeah, I remember, like, one of my mum's um, friends is a diving instructor, um, and Ewan McGregor um, came to, uh, he was in Tasmania. <laughs> That's um, one of my and favorite he was, people. Yeah, and he wasn't allowed to tell anyone. Um, and like mom told mom told us and was like yeah he had to like sign like an nda and shit when ewan mcgregor was like in his class i had a friend who worked at a like a rec center and freaking bill gates before he got divorced came with his whole family they're on vacation and they're doing a rock wall and doing all that he's like we couldn't tell anyone but like fucking that's so weird i'd love to see bill gates do anything physical i feel like he's such a frail man (laughs) And I feel like he's also really small. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See him in the pit fucking... He looks like one of those people from that meme of, like, if you see this dude playing bass, it's about to get destructive. Yeah, like... yeah I feel like he has a sweat <laughs> Yeah. Well, hello, yeah. Steve. How, How are you, Steve? Today? Yeah. I, I'm doing okay. I work today. That was, that was yeah. basically... <laughs> yeah, how's you find work? anything cool? Uh... A bunch of um, sponges for like for dishes and stuff, 
and like they're still sealed and everything. Like super stoked about it. So I don't gotta spend what money. What a come up! <laughs> Great. Huge come up actually. Is that the Yarmus Mikey Coon shirt? Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Drip. I love your arms, Mikey Coon. So good. So right. good. Alrighty, like... well, now that... Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. No, you... I was just going to say, like, now that we're... Now that both of you are here, I suppose we'll um get, you know, properly... Properly into the interview. So, did you guys want to talk to, you know, introduce yourselves and, like, who you are, what you do? Uh, I'm Six. I play guitar and do some of the vocals. Yeah. I'm Steve, and I do uh, some of the vocals and play drums as well. Wait, wait so both of you do vocals? Yeah. yeah, I. I yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't know that. I um. I don't know. I actually haven't really thought about who I thought did the. Vocals, Is it mostly like layering or? Was, I always assumed it was one one person. Yeah, it's usually basically, but live, yeah, we just both scream. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 Some songs, like quoting oceans, it's like a back and forth for like some of the parts, but a lot of when we record it, it's usually just like everything over top of each other yeah fuck it yeah nice yeah i um was listening to a band a hardcore band recently called zulu um and they um like i noticed they have like a chick and a guy like both screaming and like do like a back and forth um thing that's so sick i didn't know they had double vocals yeah no damn like i've seen them around so much i really got to get more privy but like them and like Heavenly Blue, like their combination of vocalists is really neat. Like the different dynamics that they have going on, yeah. like astounding. Cool. Yeah. Um, one of the audience members, um, Scuff, asked how you guys met. Freshman year in English class, we had homeroom and English class together. Yeah. And um, I, I remember I was sitting. We were partnered up for whatever kind of thing that day. I was on like the opposite side of the classroom, and Steve was partnered up with this kid, Mario. And whatever we were doing, Mario, like, shouted out, like, hey, this kid Steve plays drums and wants to start a band. <laughs> and, like, I just kind of looked, and I was like, okay, cool. And we eventually started <laughs> talking. But, like, before that, because, like, Steve was the only other kid who'd only ever wear band shirts. I was so intimidated by that. I was like, this kid is clearly cool as hell. has great taste. <laughs> I can't fucking embarrass myself. <laughs> that's the criteria. That's funny. I've uh, got a friend exactly like that. I was intimidated by his constant band shirts wearing. <laughs> right? I'm just like, dog, there's no one else who's cool. Like, this is, I have to, I have to wait for him to talk. I have to wait for him to be impressed. Like, what could I possibly do? Like, it It was a weird, like, like waiting we period. Wore, like, uh, blink shirts one day, and it was both just like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so it was... So has Morning Dew always made the same kind of, like, has it always been, like, you guys doing this kind of music or have you sort of evolved to to this point? It's definitely evolved. When when we first started, it was, um, like, screaming because we were too scared to sing. We didn't have mics. Mm-hmm. We would just scream. And we would just, like, play, like, really fun, really fast D-beat kind of punk that had, like, four to two lines of lyrics. We would just repeat over and over verse chorus verse chorus and then that'd be done and we had yeah. what like seven songs like that yeah and then, like all like a as our <laughs> yeah like as our taste evolved the music kind of evolved with it like we started to get into like i would say like dad's in title fight were the biggest two for me oh, guitar yeah. wise like yeah. let me know you're all right was like the first like 
morning dew-esque kind of song i would say that got written that like stood the test of time and yeah. um yeah title flats like, so you gotta be get, getting back into them lately right yeah, i'm just getting like i don't know about y'all but like fall starting to come here so yeah definitely like that kind of music yeah fuck yeah um but then like we didn't know emo screamo also like once we start once like let's say like the demos and gulp came out once people started to call us that we had to learn what they were talking about like we liked <laughs> yeah, screamo right. we like we liked things that had screaming in it but we didn't know like jerome's dream combat william bonnie is so, like we did yeah, some okay. homework and we're like oh this is this is pretty cool yeah. what if we tried to maybe do a little bit of that or like i don't know just taking for some of that a little bit more organically learning what a panic chord yeah. is and how to use that yeah fuck yeah yeah william bonnie i've that got into them last year it's so good and then yep. subsequently like merchant ships oh yeah, yeah. everything oh, jack yeah. has done is great it's all phenomenal mm-hmm. like best yeah. band so if you guys like had to pick like both of you like a favorite band like what what would it be wow dinosaur junior <laughs> dinosaur junior yeah oh. I, I absolutely love dinosaur junior so much yeah yeah they're pretty good they got hits um it's tough i feel like i have like a favorite for maybe like every kind of mood and there's like some from like childhood maybe that stick like blink is of course great personally i don't stand by their last few albums but like <laughs> probably as of this year like the sawtooth brand totally takes the cake like steve did you say i do like they of course they, they got some hits too but like <sighs> I wish Matt Skiba was doing Alkaline Trio. I wish he was doing I wish he had put his energy into that. Just looking up the Soul Truth Grin now. Never heard of them. What what album would you recommend from them? Oh, the Cuddle Monster. It's amazing. I remember when that first came on at Steve's apartment and like I think both of our jaws just kind of dropped. It was just like everything I'd been looking for at the time. Cause it's like I feel like it was probably like my not first like exposure, but like just like sitting and listening to a full math core album and everything mm. about it is just so perfect like it's like i just like everything that's fast i like everything that's just fast as fuck like it's not really it's riffy but there's no like verse chorus it's just like straight through yeah. crazy parts crazy parts crazy parts yeah. all these um, little samples between the songs i can just yeah, go I'm looking, i love them I'm, yeah i'm looking at these track lengths now and i'm like yeah that's gonna be crazy <laughs> like i can just like I, I'm, I'm just like yeah that's gonna be a crazy album just based off like every track being like a minute long <laughs> yeah it's perfect and like the songs bleed and like into each other i mean and it's just so good like granted those song titles are cringe the newest album um what's it called good fantastic like they've definitely grown a lot as artists it's a really beautiful thing i listened to that all today when i went and ran my errands like we played with them earlier this year <laughs> crazy dream show like Fuck immaculate awesome. Awesome. um <clears throat> uh, uh one of the audience members named stage six asks what comes to mind when you hear the word sports viagra boys <laughs> viagra boys sports soccer sports. ball <laughs> feature ball I need to get into Viagra Boys. I heard the album from last last year or this year. The most recent one. Oh, Cave World. I like I a few of their good. songs. I can't say I'm a huge fan, but I'm not a big sports fan. Steve is more the sports dude. I just but, like the <laughs> Yeah, like you local like... team sports. I'll oh, shout out. Yeah. yeah. 
But I'm yeah, not... you know, <clears throat> I've always found it like interesting how a lot of um, like Midwest emo bands like always have names like American yeah. football or like modern baseball. Like, 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 why is that? There's so many bands named sports, just like sports yeah. period, sports without a period. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm pretty sure I literally have a song from sports on my. <laughs> Like all of them rip. I don't know if it's supposed to be like an ironic thing because like they're maybe not the most athletic. They maybe be considered the nerdy kids. So it's like, how we're so so, yeah. On my not yeah. On my playlist, I have a song from a band called Sport, um, and then I have a song from a band called Poor Sports. Yeah, yeah. There's so many little things like that. Like I think there's another football band. I think is it Chinese football. Yeah, Chinese football. Yeah, there's like I think they're not American, but there's a ton of little bands like a uh, New Ground Death Rugby. I think they're from here, <laughs> somewhere in the yeah, states. <laughs> That's such an interesting name. Is that right? New, New Ground New Ground Death Rugby. I'm pretty sure that's what they're called. I don't know if Steve can confirm. I think that's what they're called. Yeah, Newgrounds Death Rugby. What the fuck? That is hilarious. That's crazy, like that's, that's especially that's like not name. an American sport. Like I don't know. <laughs> they have an album called Weezer Two. <laughs> Damn! I gotta listen to that. Damn, Weezer, two, Weezer 2 and the subtitle is Getting Left Behind by Fred Durst. My Fred Durst. <laughs> That's fucking sick. Fucking love the biscuit. To, That's so good. I need to listen to that album based off that title. For real, these people are doing great stuff. Like, I know some of our friends have a band in Disposed, and I'm pretty sure I recently, like, in my recommended, saw a band called Disposed. And then, like, another one that was, like, in space, Disposed. And it's like, dogs. I get it. It's hard to name a band, but like, yeah, come on. See, um, something that really like uh plagued so in high school, um, I like I'm not a like a band, like I don't play any instruments or anything, but all of like I was friends with like heaps of musicians in high school, um, and so I was always like helping out uh with the battle of the bands every year, um, uh, just like doing tech like sort of stuff. Anyway, um, one of the worst problems that plagued that battle of the bands at that school was using like the name of a weekday like in the in the, in the band like that that would be like like adjective thursday was like mm. i don't know <laughs> like like shit like that i don't know why it was such a problem at that school specifically they they, they decided um, to make the band on that day and they just had to run with it but like that that would just call the band like lost on a friday or thinking about sunday <laughs> or like like i don't know there was like 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 there's like a band shit, like that from maryland called the uh, sunny mondays like i don't yeah. want to speak for everyone but it's really hard to name a band and it's really easy to just get really stoned after school and just think of something just sit blurt out something <laughs> silly that, and that's how like, I, that, yeah. that fits that's how i imagine the car seat headrest um yeah was that's so <laughs> random like i know there's some band uh saturdays at your place and like one that's yeah. super long, no disrespect. That's just very long. And what? Like some names, I don't know. It's really neat. I think when a name doesn't indicate anything about the sound, but like that reminds. Mm-hmm. That's just like rings to me. Fallout Boy for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like that just sounds like one of their titles. I don't know. That's what I always um, first think. But it was one of the most interesting little facts I found out recently was the Radiohead were originally called On a Friday. Really. Uh, yeah and they called it that because that's when every single that's when their practice was um um uh, and then that's just it. before and then just before Pablo honey came out um the label forced them to change their name 
Damn. Um, and so they, and there's literally like you can find online there is an announcement in the newspaper um, saying on a Friday are changing their name to Radiohead. It's so weird. Radiohead. I'm really um, curious so, how obvious they got their name because I've always felt like that was way too close to Radiohead. You've like, always I feel like that's like Radiohead too. What 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 what's that? Sorry. Audio Slave, like that Chris Cornell oh, band he yeah. did after Soundgarden. Yeah, true. Yeah. It's like audio radio. <laughs> something. Name something. stage. The world is a beautiful place, and I'm no longer afraid to die. Best band of all time. I fucking love that band. They are pretty fucking sick band. Incredible to see live, and just yeah, that name is just fantastic. They really got it all. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> Steve Buttery is one of the most amazing drummers ever. He is. Oh, he's yeah. got the chops. Every, every time I listen to Harmlessness and this, particularly the song um, You Can't Be a... I, shit, it's got a... It's got a I should... I, you know, for some reason, it's like one of my most listened to songs of all time on Last FM, but I can literally never remember the fucking name of it. I think um, I know what you're talking about. It's... Uh, I Can Be Afraid of Anything. Yeah. But the end of that... The end of that song, like the drum, the drumming, like the fills on that are fucking insane. Dude's a beast. Like, I don't know if I should say, but like, I know I probably has changed by now. But when I was living in Philly, I got the tea that uh, there was like this big warehouse. A bunch of people would like have their practice spaces in and art spaces that they would use. But uh, I heard that they had the whole basement to themselves. And it's like they kind of need it for all the people and the gear. And I'm sure that they can afford that. And like. I know Code Orange has a similar thing here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. They have the whole basement. Well, now that warehouse shut down, so they probably had to move. But it's like, yeah, for all the gear, all the members you have to have, like all those cabs and just the space. Like I would just love to hear just like Steve's fucking, uh, just his, like his, what, like Tom's, I can't think of the word, but like he is just such a cool drummer to see live. Like Steve and I saw them back in the day with Turnover and Pianos Become the Teeth, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it was just amazing. It was it's super moving like their riffs like i'm not the biggest on ambient shit but they the swells like yeah the, it's wonderful like the little like interludes that they include on the albums that are like in between songs like with the ambient guitars and genius and like, so cool if we um, had more actually, time we would fucking do shit like that yeah no for sure um hopefully but speaking of um sorry what was that Rick? i just said hopefully you get the time oh yeah. yeah right um speaking of drums one of the questions i had um was the way like since i got into you guys one of the things i've noticed uh with your recording is the drums always sound so crisp oh hell yeah um, i was like it's like you guys are one of the only bands i listen to where you can individually like hear the whole drum kit like take up its own space and like i'm just wondering like how you guys got that level of crispness like with the drum recording for uh for gulp anyway like i recorded it and mixed it <laughs> i never oh, yeah. like, i never thought too much of it for i wasn't super proud of it but thank you for saying that it, no it's it it sounds so fucking good like like you can like hear every like separate part of the drum kit is like clearly isolated and thank you like, and uh, for for pulp um i recorded the drums and then sent it to uh tyler here and like tyler just like absolutely killed it with that it sounds yeah. so like they're like so much more punchier than gulp is and stuff so much more present i think yeah i think they killed it <laughs> yeah no the drums they sound so yeah so so good so yeah that's that's crazy that you did it yourself <laughs> I, I appreciate yeah. it yeah. you've no, been killing it like, listening experience yeah, thank, you. <laughs> thank you 
Like I really, so, I've always thought with Steve's drums, he plays like in a really musical way. Like it, it really fits with the two piece thing. Like he, the drums are also like notes. It's more than just like a drum to keep the beat. Like everything is very tonal. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. The drums like so good. Um, <clears throat> and so like between pulp, um, and gulp, um. Uh, one of the things I noticed as well was this, your sound got like a lot heavier, like, and a lot, like a lot darker. <laughs> I was like wondering like if, like what sort of caused that? Uh, like definitely wanting to write kind of more emo, screamo adjacent things. Cause like, I've, I feel like I kind of found my voice with guitar and like a kind of, I don't know theory or anything, but like, I feel like I kind of yeah. play in like a minor way. And then like, like, it's never like I want to listen to something and then play that thing, but it's like, just like finding things. Like I, I was going through my voice memos a little while ago and I found the riff from suture kit from like 2019, oh, maybe. Oh, I oh thank you. The, the, the like, part where it's, it's so like, old. Yeah, the part in that song where it's like, I count the stars embedded in mine. Like, oh, I love the, I love that part. Like, I get stuck in my head, like, like on a daily basis, honestly. That's, that's wicked. That's real. nuts. That means the world. For real. Yeah. Like, we definitely, I don't know. I, like, with Gulp, I was always trying to push things to be, like, a lower tuning to try to sound a little bit bassier, a little bit more full. So, like, we went... Yeah. I don't know if Gulp Steve could maybe tell if the standards were in standard. I know the demos were, but then like eventually I started to play in like everything D and then for the next album, I was like, we got to go even more fucked up. So like some of the songs are in drop C and like, it, like the one Chugga song, it kind of matters in the, the second songs. It's like a lot of open chords, but like, it's never really like a, yeah, like a Chuggy album. Like we, we're not doing metal core yeah. stuff, mm-hmm. but we definitely, yeah, I think, yeah, we found a, more of our space in this album i feel like yeah. we found a really good voice yeah because that yeah that was one of the things that immediately like hit me the first time i listened to pop like like on gulp like it's a lot more like chilled out like it's kind of like more like an indie rock album with screamo vocals whereas Hell yeah whereas pulp <laughs> even like just everything was cranked up like to 100 like like from the moment it starts Hell yeah uh, that was definitely the vibe like and that, with gulp too since we recorded all that, we didn't really know what we were doing. So like, it's all super clean. And then like, yeah. I was always in my head kind of like, well, it'll be nice for people to see us live. Cause like everything's pretty distorted. It's a lot more full kind of sounding in my head. And yeah. like, I think we really got that on this one. I really was like, we got to, I want this album to sound like how we sound live. If we can achieve that, yeah. I want this to sound as oh, close like, to, it's going to be like a little bit dirty. If we could recorded the whole thing live, I would have. Like all the voice memo demos we had of the album were amazing. I would have recorded. I would have released those if I could have. Like they sounded fucking lo-fi, like straight up nineteen ninety four shit. Like would have been amazing. You'd, you'd be surprised. Um, there's a um, so one of, like my favorite album of all time is um, an album. Uh, so to see the next part of the dream by Paranol, um, and the vocals on that were recorded on uh, on our phone. Damn, that's cool. Um, that's sick he as hell. them on a Galaxy S5. Oh, um, wow. a Galaxy Less. <laughs> that's baller. That's wild. Yeah. I know, like really? Owen recorded a bunch of Shingard vocals in like their mom's car. 
just like on like their little laptop but damn just straight from the phone that's baller that's amazing that's pretty much what i would um, have to do if i wanted to when he did when he when he did his first live gig the fact that it was recorded on a phone had become such a big part of his sort of mythology that um he actually like had a the the phone in a glass case like uh at the entrance of the gig (laughs) (laughs) that's sick as hell (laughs) Um, gnarly yeah just yeah, yeah because it was such a big like deal to like the fan base <laughs> that that was like, like done that way i'm really curious uh, how the new yerms and Coon's gonna sound since the old albums or not the old like since the first album sounded like he was recorded on a phone and like a fucking bar of soap which like adds <laughs> yeah. to the quality i was like how did you do that and how are you gonna do it again because it sounds mm-hmm. so perfect it sounds like it was just like a one and done i don't know yeah i don't know how people do I ha- shit. it's kind of it's always a little bit like when artists record something in a way that's so unique and like and it's such a key part of your enjoyment of their sound it always is a little bit of a not a worry but you're always a little bit wondering like how are you gonna like keep that in your second yeah um it's gonna be baller i'm sure i have no doubts tyler's amazing they were legendary live yeah as long as there's still the authenticity in in the record oh absolutely yeah or like the new girlfriend's record Sorry, uh, I was um I was gonna say, do you guys record just at home or in a studio? Or... Yeah. yeah, like the back back at Grateful Acres. <laughs> Drums are like at uh, Grateful Acres, and then guitars done in like Pittsburgh and stick to the bedroom. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we did some of them in yeah. Maryland before I moved to Pittsburgh, and then yeah, we finished okay. them up here in Pittsburgh in my room. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The yeah, next one we want to record with Tyler, who mixed the album, and all of yeah. their work is done out of a horse stable, which is pretty like, fitting for the horse thing we've got going on. Interesting. Yeah, that's it's really. That's sick. wild. Why, why a horse stable? <laughs> I don't know. It's a, like we did a a live session there on. It's on YouTube on like Dark Farm Sessions, I think, and yeah. it 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 really works for like the kind of studio setup, like the amps off in one stable. Steve's playing drums in another stable. <laughs> I'm standing in like one room and like everything is just very compartmentalized, which I think works a lot for what they do. Yeah. Very interesting. I don't know. It's very like Whoa. in the middle of nowhere. It's beautiful. It's super scenic. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's one of the wild, wildest things I've ever had. I think. <laughs> it's thick as fuck. Dark farm for sure. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Um, Rick, did you have any questions that you wanted to? Uh, I, I, one thing I I was just really impressed with the way you guys constantly sh- shift rhythms. I think it like it, it there's short short songs, but like it keeps you so pulled in because there's like there that it feels like a completely new experience in each one. And I feel like with Screamo, that's that's it's a really unique thing that I that I really enjoyed listening to. It was very it was almost a new experience. I liked it a lot. Thank you. That means the world. (laughs) For real, thank you. That's all Steve. Steve's an immaculate drummer. Like, a lot of our songs, if you notice, are just one riff to Steve's different drums. Because I just got to keep the fuck up. I come to the table with one one idea, (laughs) and I'm just like, okay. And then I'll palm mute it here, and then I'll open it up here, and then we'll... here, And it's just... It's so fun. I love watching him playing with Steve. It's he comes up with things that i would never like i will some, yeah. like sometimes you think of a song and you like compose the whole thing in your head and you're like this is how it's gonna go and then i play like a couple bars and steve just comes in 
and I'm like, fuck everything I was thinking. <laughs> this is the song. Like, I don't ever need to tell Steve, like, hey, I want the song to go like this. Bop, 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 bop. He just does any anything, everything better. Like, supersedes any expectations. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that was another thing I was wondering was if... Oh, Gongi? Oh, no, you got right. I was gonna say, I was going to say another thing I was wondering was, like, when with the like the actual vocal rhythm like i'm assuming like that comes like pretty late in the process definitely uh, yeah that, no, i don't know with with uh gulp i feel like it was all like we wrote it just as we were playing it i think with pulp, uh pulp i think half of it was kind of written after we had written the music i think okay but mm-hmm. yeah, some of those i think half the lyrics were written as we were writing the music is that right <laughs> I would say that's pretty much right. Like, and it's it's neat writing with another lyricist who comes up with yeah, like different things on a different rhythm. Because I would think like yeah. one thing, he would think another thing, and then I don't know. Those two things coming together is really, really neat. I, I feel like a lot of the time we come up with ideas, but then like this new album, it's just so hard. It's so fast. Like it's, mm-hmm. and then also, I know personally, I've I've been trying to work on it with Pulp and with like the new stuff we've been working on, but like being vulnerable is just scary as shit especially with like the subject material so like Mm -hmm. if i'm kind of struggling to scream over a part and steve's got something he's super comfortable with i'm not gonna fucking step on his toes go fucking ham like if there's some part that like i'm really adamant about i've just got to practice and get fucking better i've got to do it i gotta speak up but it's really it's just really fucking scary it's like hey here's a song about like my worst darkest thoughts you want to yeah, sing it? Like, I like I I I was literally like the first time I read the lyrics to um Suture Kid, I was just like, what the fuck? Like that's one of the like darkest songs I've probably like ever. Yeah, like, we ever definitely heard. went to a, <laughs> a much realer place than this song. Yeah, goes, I and think. I just noticed like, yeah, on pulp, like just straight away from that first song, like you can instantly tell like that you've stepped up like the vulnerability and yeah, life got it, crazy. Yeah, life got hard. Being life a teenager is one thing, but uh, growing up and love and loss and grief and mm. life is a cold one, but also really beautiful. True, absolutely. I think it's um, yeah, like Scuff said, um, one of the viewers just said in chat, um, that being vulnerable is really scary, especially when your friends listen to it and they know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah that's something i think about a lot like if i like share invent with someone on something and then mm. it's like yeah like a lot of writing like i just process things through writing it's like there's infinite songs that i've written that will never ever be used it's just about whatever i'm going through that mm. day that month at that time and then some things are hitters so they gotta mm-hmm. stick but it is really really hard to yeah like come to your friend or like your partner be like hey look at this song that i just wrote and it, there's literally you're rhyming kill myself yeah. like, on my shelf or something uh, like, yeah. holy hell um please don't yeah. check me in somewhere i swear yeah. i'm working oh, on it's it artistic I'm expression i swear it. yeah exactly yeah it's like i it's all a not a projection but it's like a way mm-hmm. it's a catharsis of like expressing it Definitely. kind of in a way so you don't have to it's Absolutely. like i talk about these things that are really real because i cannot bottle them up and it, as heartbreaking as it is, it's really wonderful to find like a fellow catharsis. Like it's almost like trauma bonding. I think being in screamo and like these kinds of really emotional genres and scenes, because it's like we are all here, 
united for some fucked up shit and um we can scream we can cry together like absolutely i don't know yeah i um i remember when i wrote a song once that was like really uh like vulnerable but i gave it to someone else um oh like i was sorry so i was working with a girl um on a song um and she can't write music to save her life so i wrote the song (laughs) and just got her to sing it um but it actually ended up causing a lot of drama because she was the one singing the words they thought she was singing about a specific person like um and like all her friends thought that she was singing about this specific person that they had they had like uh they had a feeling that she didn't like this girl and they thought that this song was about this this other girl um when it wasn't because i wrote the song that's funny as hell. Oh, should go straight for us, please. <laughs> yeah, but um, but it was really, and I just remember it ended up causing a lot of drama, and I actually ended up having to post on Facebook saying, "By the way, like Phoebe didn't write the song; I wrote the song. So, like, if, whatever you think Phoebe wrote it about, like, it's not about that." Um, that's funny as hell. That's so yeah. weird. <laughs> like, oh, I don't even know. I feel like I could pinpoint what most of our songs are about, and if anyone was to ever ask, it could just be like this or that. Like, that's. Mm-hmm. It's, I've never yeah. feel like we've had anything be super confusing or that's yeah, fun. that's and, so funny. Yeah, and it's because like I could tell you right now like what that song was about, um, and to me, and I wrote it about a specific person, but everyone else, yeah, they assumed because Phoebe was the one singing it that it was about someone that Phoebe didn't like. <laughs> um, that's wild. So, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> what what do your close ones think? Uh, think of your music? Yeah. Like, uh, partner. <laughs> supportive they love it Family... my parents are just like yeah like it's they just they love like oh, what awesome. i do and stuff. Uh, i don't think they really know the the lyric content i think they're just like ah okay. it's oh, really cool music yeah i i yeah. that that's like the thing with that kind of music is like yeah definitely worrying about i guess like your parents friends family thinking like oh my god like are they okay like <laughs> yeah definitely yeah like it the music is a bit much. My family's always like, I can never tell what you're saying, but the music sounds nice, which is fine. Yeah, don't read perfect. into the lyrics. Don't pay too much attention to the voices. That's perfect. And then, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it's like, I don't want to talk about it too much about like what, what the music is. But then like when I talk about going on tour and playing shows, they get really impressed because they're, I don't know. My family is, I think, a little bit less supportive than Steve's. So they were like, anything that anytime i say we're going out of state they're like what wow how it's like i just messaged someone i messaged someone and i booked a show they took a chance on us and we had a fun yeah. time yeah fuck yeah being in a band is goofy yeah i always like one of my biggest regrets in life is not picking up an instrument in my it's never years. too late um, like, yeah like I, I know but you know it's like now like i work close to full time like i study uni and like have like other like other commitments and it's just hard to just be a vocalist you know. show up with no equipment <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I, that's, that's I, exactly why i, I became a songwriter I, I because it doesn't require yeah. any like actual like dexterity or anything mm-hmm. like that <laughs> I, um, yeah like i remember i recorded one screamo song um and I put it, I uploaded it, and then pretty the reaction to it made me never want to release one again. <laughs> Can I find it? What's it? What is it called? Uh, I'll, uh, no pressure. I'll link it. I'll link it in chat. No, it's, no, no, it's, it's pretty fine. badass. It's, fine. it's pretty badass. The people were wrong. I bet oh. it's gold. Um, so I put it up. Um, 
And then I just, the amount of like people messaging saying like, oh my God, like, are you okay? And like all that, like, it just made me, it just made me never, never, ever want to release one again. <laughs> oh yeah. Like I never post our lyrics. Like I usually, if I post a riff on Instagram, it's usually something I came up with that day. Like I never want to just openly share. Like I really never, I'll send Steve lyrics and maybe like my best friend, Dane, and maybe the person that I'm dating. Cause like, mm they're really into this kind of stuff too but like yeah otherwise this is a very close secret i'm not just gonna send my lyrics in the group chat you know yeah i'm, I'm curious because on apple music uh, not all songs i think it's the six song uh, on pulp have lyrics did, did, did you actually add them like in your or how, how does that how, how does that process work why is like only one song miss them only one song has yeah i thought i uploaded all of them but no, I, like, all of them have it but i think it's sin that doesn't have the lyrics Oh, oh, that's, that's weird. weird. We yeah. will fix that. Technology sucks. Okay, I gotta go into. Um, I see. Yeah. I knew. I I knew it had to be like this. The actual streaming messing up something. I blame Steve Jobs. Blame me. I. <laughs> I won't. I won't post a link to the song. But I'm gonna share my screen real quick, and I'll play the song. Um, Please play the song for you. So the guitar is just a riff I found. I don't know if you can see my screen. Oh. Whoa. Uh, but I, so I'm usually make like drum and bass and like me and Rick actually have a rap song together. Anyway, we don't usually, I don't usually make <laughs> this kind sick. of stuff, but, but this, um, this riff, it's just a guitar loop I found online. Um, and then I just, the drums, I just programmed them electronically. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> this is so, I, this is, again, I show, I, the only person I've ever showed this to, aside from my family, was a girl I was talking to, um, and she stopped talking to me after I sent it to her, so. <laughs> <laughs> They just don't get it, it's okay. Um, and then there's one other song. Sorry, there's one other song. You should I actually, upload that. I'm just saying. Uh, there's also yeah. this one. So I actually, I actually wrote the riff to this uh, in MIDI, and then I got one of my friends who can play guitar to actually play it. Uh, and then I also programmed the drums again. Oh, but anyway. Hell yeah! But yeah, and the bass is MIDI. But... I'm 
this every day. You gotta drop this. But yeah, anyway, and that's oh, just that, that, that loops through. Like I that. like that one. Yeah. Gold. Yeah. Anyway, and they're the only two that I've sort of done in that way. Because, yeah, again, like people were just like, the reaction to it and people trying to support me and whatever, I'm just like, no, I'm good. Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> need that. <laughs> like, I don't want that. Uh, but yeah. I'm surprised no one ever really said, yeah, like, hey, are you guys okay? Maybe people just don't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Real, but anyway, so you guys are officially the first people outside of my family to hear hear, hear uh, that music. Um, that's that's an honor because that shit rips. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's got to be dropped. That's got to be released. That rips. No, no, that that was really yeah. catchy too. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I was kind of proud of that riff, um, because I don't play guitar or have any knowledge of guitar or. Yeah, oh, you're killing it. Like that. You gotta start yeah. somewhere. Oh, shout out my friend Ben oh, for playing, playing. Shout out Ben. Yeah. So you guys said you're working on more music at the moment. Yeah, We're, the new album's called The Horse Farm. No horse, release date because everything yeah. still needs to be written. But um, well, not everything. We've got some uh, things in formation, some ideas cooking. Yeah. It's gonna be an interesting thing. It's gonna, I don't know. Like I feel like there was like that pretty song on Pulp, but like we have like a handful of pretty songs in mind, mm. but we also have like a handful of pretty sick kind of screamo songs. I think uh, it'll be fun. The horse farm aesthetic yeah. for for that sound sounds. I feel like it's gonna be perfect. Exactly. Yeah. Like going to the horse farm, doing the horse farm album. Like I've got some <laughs> horse imagery I want to use for the record. Maybe like it's really yeah. there's like there's um. There's a song on the demos that we've taken offline, but we brought it back for the split that's coming out soon. And like the whole song is pretty much about horses and farming. And like it's all like a lot of metaphors for like sadness and like working and getting um, better, but also it's just horses. Have you guys seen Bobby? No, I want to. Okay, well, there's like a bit of a running joke um, in the film where Ken thinks that the patriarchy is just ri- about riding horses and owning horses. <laughs> I, I can... It's fucking sick. <laughs> uh, and so I just feel like if you were to see Barbie and knew what I was talking about, there would there's something there like like a song. <laughs> like, oh, like, yeah. I have to watch it. There's many songs I'm sure from within that movie. I feel like I've heard like, a lot of good things. I, I I feel like yeah, there's a song to be written that's like about the patriarchy and about horses and about <laughs> like I, I don't know. That would be sick. I'm not, yeah, there's not a lot of good it, there. But, um, but you know, just the we'll the collab on that. That but yeah i've been trying to become a jockey but it's pretty hard i don't have any connections and i'm also scared of horses oh my um <laughs> yeah but that's, my ex- that's a big hurdle my yeah, ex-girlfriend was a was a horse girl oh and, true uh, yeah we actually, we, share of horse girls. we actually broke up because i didn't like her horses enough and no fucking oh there was a there's the uh, barrier we to were. entry <laughs> Uh, then she moved away uh, about a month because that's also part of why we broke up because she was moving for uni. Uh, and then the moment that um, she moved, she was like stopped caring about horses, and she actually texted me to say that she wished. Wow. Wished we had, she texted me to say that she wishes we had met after she had moved because she didn't care about horses anymore. That's so that's, cr- that's crazy. 
and and we would have actually ended up working out a lot more um and i was like, like yeah, i just okay. got into screamo and diy <laughs> no no she actually did no she um so when we were dating right um she was really into country music because of where she like you know she grew up on a farm and whatever but the moment she moved into she moved for uni um she messages me and she's like oh like check out this new band like i just got into and she sent me lorna shaw what? Um, <laughs> yeah. that's nuts I feel like, like there's like a the... country to metal kid pipeline for some reason, but like that's so random. That's yeah, she, she literally sent me like I so I spent our whole relationship trying to get her into like hyper pop, um like that time, like one like one hundred gex and like Sophie, um and stuff. Um and these days like I mean I haven't spoken to her probably in about a year year and a half, but I like last time I spoke to her she was, like was really into that kind of stuff now and like. Um, I ran into her like recently, about a month ago, um, at a hip hop concert, um, and it's That's like sick. just it's just weird, like all the shit that yeah, like she refused to get into when she was like a country like girl, like and now she's like into like all of it. Um, anyway, I no, that's funny. That's really interesting. Like, I had a similar thing when I was younger, yeah. and uh, I was like briefly dating someone and like goofily engaged, like. I was really into the fact that we could share a lot of music and a lot of bands and stuff. And then, like, there was one morning we were awake in Bacon and I was playing William Bonnie and she was like, this is just so sad. Can you turn this off, please? And I'm just like, dog, you aren't the one, I don't think. Like, I didn't say that, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it didn't end up working out. And then, like, a few years yeah. later, we reconnected. And now she's just, like, into butt rock and just like led zeppelin it's like that's fine it has its place but like she in my opinion regressed or something like i feel like you would start with like acdc then get into cool music not cool music work your way backwards into like i mean to be fair when i was like 15 16 i was massively into like apex win and shit and now i listen to taylor swift so you know, <laughs> when you grow into things, it's really interesting. Um, like she has hits for sure. Deftones for me is just a red flag. I'm like, if you're into Deftones, like, I <laughs> honestly a little bit same, but just because like I feel like it's just like a it's like a tip of the iceberg for like alt mm. people. Like not to be weird, but like something like is one thing trying to break down like gender stuff for some people with me being like non-binary, but like mm. sometimes the whole. DIY thing I think can feel a little bit silly to people who are outside of it. So like I really, it's kind of hard to like date within like smaller communities because like everyone knows everyone and everyone's got a history and it can be kind of complicated getting involved with like these interlying webs. But um, yeah, it's just so it is really nice to be able to like share those bands and share like I don't know this kind of thing with someone. But then yeah, like if I if I was ever on like a dating app and I saw like yeah like. Deftones and XXX Tentacion, and it was like, uh-huh. yeah, like I'm not, uh-huh. I'm not gonna waste <laughs> yeah. my time on this. Oh, no, not going near that. Things. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm, I'm good. If I don't know, yeah. like if, I, um... yeah, I can date anyone with any kind of taste, but it's just like I'm, mm. I don't know. So, do you got do you like like write about like your relationship? Like, is any of that like in like your music or? Definitely, I try to really tread lightly because I don't want anything to ever sound like things happen not everything is meant to last forever and like i i try to really process everything before like i say or like write anything too brash like i never have like really left a relationship feeling like feelings of like malice or like hate towards anybody but like i just never want to come off like boohoo you left me and i'm so sad wah, wah, wah. it's usually i don't know 
like about like maybe qualities or characteristics of the relationship that we're maybe trying maybe something about like the experience as a whole any lessons learned you're just yeah. like i don't know it, i really am i don't know like a lot of pop punk i feel like hasn't aged really well because it's mm-hmm. all very ex-girlfriend music it's all very yeah. much like yeah so you I left me i'm so it. sad <laughs> hate your friends and make you mad like yep. it's really but like i i don't know it's really i think it's important to come from a place of growth and acceptance and understanding because like things just end and that's life and you know i don't know it's important to learn to be comfortable being alone i think like yeah. i don't know we, we wrote gulp when we were like teenagers like a lot of that all those songs are pretty simple bare bones lyrically the new album is much more in depth and yeah. it's mostly about like death kind of lost there's definitely some relationship stuff in there and some pain in there mm. but um if steve if you want to say anything on any of that no that's basically it a lot of loss a lot of pain <laughs> self-turmoil <laughs> self-reflection yeah in the end of the day a lot of you know a lot of contemporary music is about yourself anyways and i feel like it's about the exploration of what you're going through i feel like a lot of people need to kind of focus on that for themselves yeah it's, it's, it could be a healing thing yeah that's mm-hmm. that's what feels very cathartic definitely yeah write about what you're going through having a place to express it and like especially just screaming the act of it's really cathartic and it's really oh, it's absolutely. just nice to be able to get it all out for i'm almost kind of envious of people who can get that on recording like get a sound like that because it's got to be just so mm-hmm. like fulfilling to have mm-hmm. that like tangible evidence yeah. of your feeling <laughs> it's really neat but it's really weird it's like when you hear your voice back anytime like you're like is that really what it's mm-hmm. it's just like especially with this kind of music like if your vo- like if your voice cracks like you i'm sometimes worried to sound like too pathetic too too boo mm-hmm. too yeah like yeah, i feel that but I know, like, Crywank told me one time, like, they've come to Wait, writing. You shout out to, to Crywank? That's sick. Yeah, I went on a... We pl- we we played one show with them. Another band I'm in played a show with them. Yeah. And I did merch for them on the a leg of their tour in the U.S. this year. Damn. But, uh, they were telling me one crazy. time. It was amazing. It was super fun. They were like, yeah, like, I've tried to, like, write, like, the most pathetic, self-deprecating bullshit song. And it's some of the biggest ones. I'm like, well... What does that say about me relating to it and loving your music? But also, like, I could never just try to write something like that. Like, I feel like there's some things that I write and I'm like, that's too sad. I could never share it. It's not constructive. Like, that's another thing I was really Mm. trying to think about a lot with Pulp. Like, I really, I wrote a lot of really sad stuff. But there's some stuff that I don't want to share because it just feels destructive and not constructive. Like, I don't, excuse me, want to leave the listener that sounds weird but like i don't want to leave someone who's listening to this album with a feeling of like hopelessness mm. like I, like the way that someone reached out one time one of our friends who came on they tormented for the commander Sound tour olivia they reached out saying that um the end of subclavian notch subclavian notch that steve wrote like about moving on onto better things how that really helped them get through a better time and that meant yeah. a lot and that's yeah that's awesome. really 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 sick and really important because like i yeah i don't want to leave anyone being like yeah here's a song about wanting to kill myself and that's it that's a here's really a song really about wanting to kill myself and why i won't 
the things yeah. that keep me here, the things that I choose to stay here for. Mm. Things do you, get better, yeah. they will get better. Are you guys um, familiar with Brockhampton? A little bit. One of my besties back in Maryland is really into Brockhampton. Yeah, they um they have a great song called um The Light Part Two. Um <clears throat> which is where um so they're one of their band one of the members of the group, um Joba. Um his dad killed himself. Um and um the song is basically him talking about like how selfish it was of his dad to do that. Um but also um it has like a really uplifting um yeah like sort of message about um like so the chorus the of the song is, is the the light is worth the wait um and yeah that's, and I, that's just, heavy just sort of sort of reminded me um i gotta check that, that out yeah, yeah it's, an, it's an absolutely awesome roadrunners awesome yeah, song. yeah hell yeah i appreciate it i've been trying to get more into like rap hip-hop adjacent kind of things like the past couple of years yeah Oh, de- definitely. There's some cool like screamer rap and stuff as well. That's like you'd probably love him. Um, yeah. So Brockhampton, actually, this, the same. Yeah. yeah, the same. This the same guy who made that song, Joba. Um. So Brockhampton have a song called Heat. Um. And it's kind of like a like a heavy metal like rap <laughs> song, I guess. Um. Ooh. But Joba Joba has a screamer part. Um. Where he just screams. Um. I'll break your neck so you can watch your back. Um. Oh shit! That's hard. <laughs> um. Yeah, and he also has another. Actually, the more the more I think about it, the more I'm like, and hearing just you talk about like your lyrics and whatever, I think you would love Joba. Um, he has another verse. Um, so there's a song. So Brockhampton um have a song called Jubert, um, which is like probably their signature like hard song. Um, and Joba has a verse where he's screaming and like rapping. I, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna play it. I'm just gonna play it. You, t- you turn, <laughs> yeah. This is, yeah. You, you turn. We're all Barkhampton stands here. You turned it on. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So this, um, this server, this Discord server, the owner, um, of uh, is actually a member of Brockhampton. No um, way. What? Yeah. So, so that's, community um, that's make. why. Shouts out. Yeah. Uh. So Joba's verse. Uh, you can see it's the most played. Yeah. Are they from Baltimore? Or am I totally wrong? No, 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 no. They, no, uh, they're from. They they based Texas. in Texas, but a couple of them came from like Connecticut or. Word up there. But... Yeah. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So this is. Can you guys see my screen? Okay. So fucking hard, bro. That's oh, hard as fuck. I love that shit so much, <laughs> yeah. man. Oh. Yeah. I know, but the crazy thing, like, with Jova, right? He's so also, he's, like, he's, he's, so, he's so diverse, man. He's so, so he's so versatile. So he will de- deliver a verse like that, but then he also he also does this. This is him singing. <laughs> That's the duality we're talking But yeah, so it's just crazy, like, that he can, like, deliver, like, a verse. Like the first one, and then sing a hook like that. <laughs> For real, um, like we would love. Yeah. We talk about it a lot, doing like multiple projects and doing soft things eventually. But like, my only concern is the longer we do screamo, the less singing we can do. Like our range just kind of shrinks a little bit. Like I, I mean, probably I feel like sing as high. I always as wonder, dude. like how how like that must like leave an effect on like your actual throat mm-hmm. and your vocals. Like it's got to be taxing, right? Yeah, definitely yep. over the years, yeah. Like doing it 
probably as improperly as for that. as long as we've been doing it. Yeah. Like, cause yeah, sometimes like you don't really think about like I gotta watch my breath and do it from the diaphragm. It's just like screaming. You're you're impassioned in that moment, and you're just projecting hard as hell. And yeah. then like yeah, the next couple of days, your voice is like an octave lower, and you're just grumbling <laughs> and mumbling. And... Uh, I I've I've noticed I've noticed that yeah. Yeah, I was wanting to ask like with your couple songs you've done, like did you feel like any kind of damage after that? <clears throat> yeah, so um, I used to be able to sing Idiotech by Radiohead, like the full range. Now I, I, can't, I can't do that anymore. That's, see, that's a really good way to sum it up. Yeah, like certain things that I used to sing along to aren't in my register anymore. So it's like, well, yeah. I'll just sing it in whatever octave I can yeah. sing it yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. No, that's... It's um, really fucking hard. Yeah, no, I've noticed. Like, I remember, I literally remember the exact day that it sort of, I've noticed it happen. Because uh, mm. I didn't notice for a while that it had happened um, because I was, when I was making Screamo, I was also only really listening to Screamo. Um, and then I remember about three or four months later, um, I had, I was listening to Radiohead um, for the first time in a while. I'm um, an Idiotech came on. Uh, I was driving to a wedding and Idiotech came mm. on and I went to sing along with it um and realized i couldn't and i'm like <laughs> fuck i love this song <laughs> yeah it was um, goofy when it hits and your voice just cracks and it's like oh can't yeah. do that anymore yeah or it's yeah, not like, silent <clears throat> but i've recovered a fair amount of it which is good um hell I, yeah i can sing more of that song now than i could six months ago um damn I feel like yeah, with time and everything, should be able to heal eventually, maybe to some degree. Yeah, and like that's like I mean I'm I'm pretty lucky. I'm um, so when I was seventeen, I recorded a screamo rap song, um, and someone one of my uh, someone I know in a band. Um, so my parents' friends, uh, one of my parents' friends is in a metal like a I think they're a metal like a sludge metal band. Anyway, he um sent me a guide on like healthy screaming. Um when he heard the song um because my mom my mom for some reason my mom shared it on her facebook <laughs> the screamo rap song that i made um and the chorus of the song so there's a bridge in the song sorry not the chorus but the bridge of the song is me screaming uh you can feel i can you can feel my blade cut right through your stomach um, yeah. you can you can feel the pain don't make attempts at running so that was the chorus or the bridge and sorry and um for some reason my mom shared that on her facebook page it's hard as hell <laughs> i think oh, she was good. just proud that her son had made a song and didn't really care that it was yeah. um me, talking about me like slitting people's throats and stuff. i'd be so proud oh uh, <laughs> but yeah so but then there um then her friend um dm'd me and was like hey like you know i just heard your song uh i'm actually in a uh i'm the lead vocalist of a metal band um and i wanted to um give you like the guide that i use to like make sure i don't damage my vocal cords that's um, so sweet I need that. Um, Some people have asked yeah. us. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. Practice <laughs> means perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Say, Rick's Rick's pretty good at Rick's pretty good at screaming. Uh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, 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 that's the thing about screaming is I try so hard not to scratch the throat, and that's that's the thing. Like, yeah, but it's so it's such a conscious thing. Like I don't know, like doing it mm-hmm. like really impassioned is like kind of like worrying because of that mm-hmm. like last. Yeah. Damage. Yeah. Like sometimes. Like, you just find, like, that sweet spot. Like, I feel like after a show, it's always easier. Like, the one time I was recording vocals with Steve, like, the day after a show, I could scream for, like, an hour and a half or something. But then, like, 
if I'm just like home alone, wanting to like try to do some vocal practice, I can hardly get through like three or four songs in a row. And it's like, I'm just yeah. am pushing myself, not paying attention to what I should be doing. It's, it has to be such like a conscious effort to do it safely and properly. It's really hard. And I feel like it's something you got to do like every day, like any other muscle. Yeah. I've I, I, I got a car to be screaming in. Yeah. I have, oh, no, that, dude, in the car, that's where you got to do it. That's that's where it feels. I, I always do it. I always do it in my car. It's comfy and you're alone. Like there's no one around you. Like I've got roommates. I got people who live above me. It's so hard to ever be like, if I totally chill, am I not gonna punish anyone? Am I not gonna have like the cops call on me for screaming right. this wild shit? My, my 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 dad was mortified when I released that screamer rap song, and he asked where I recorded it, and I said in my bedroom. Um, mm-hmm. and he was he was mortified at the idea that that like our neighbors might hear. That might have hurt. <laughs> it's scary as hell. Um, like sometimes it's nice by the train tracks, but then I'm worried I'm gonna get smacked by a train because I'm not paying attention. Yeah. Just cranking my shit with my eyes closed, just walking around like. Um, so so six is it mostly you doing the vocals in the recorded stuff? No, we split no. it all pretty fifty fifty. Okay. But um, okay. I don't. I don't know. Like so the, Steve wrote a lot, a lot of the stuff yeah. on the new album. Like the, it was mostly Steve written, but all the vocals yeah. were like pretty fifty-fifty. Yeah. Okay. So, Steve, what's your process for writing the songs then on Pulp? If you wrote most of it, like lyrically. Yeah. Uh, basically, as we're writing it and we're just like playing like like the riff over and over again, or like just riff and drums at the same time. Um. I'll just start screaming random stuff just out loud as we're playing. And I kind of get like a better idea of like what I want the melody to be like lyrically or whatever. And um, then, then just from there, it's just how I'm feeling and what I'm going through at that point. <laughs> yeah. Hey, bud. Sure. Um, yeah. What's that guy's name? Oh, shit. What's, what's, what's the cat showing up? What's the cat's, what's the cat's name? I got my... Oh, hell yeah! Stinky. Hey, buddy. Stinky. Oh, dang. Why is it foggy? Oh, yeah, um, also... Steve... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, sorry. No, you go. You go. I was just going to say, it was really nice having Steve write so much. It just took a big load off of me, and then I just got to chime in with my little tidbits, and now trying to play these songs live saying steve's stuff yes. it's really hard <laughs> like writing like the way that steve writes is like really fascinating and different just, like sometimes like i might misplace a word or like say something a little bit different but like it's i don't know mm. it's all really really neat it's neat seeing through like the eyes of like another creator yeah. seeing what else someone else doing like how does your brain process things it's just different <laughs> if i wrote every song it would just all sound the same it's like it's really nice being able to work together on people. Yeah. yeah I'm sure. um, also sorry, something I just remembered something very random. Um so my friends um because like you know I've shared like my music, uh, your music like on my Instagram story here and there and whatever. Um and so some of my friends have checked you guys out. Um and they call you guys um the Michael band. Um and the reason for that um is Steve um they think that you look exactly like uh, one of our friends um called Michael. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've see, get up. Michael in the I've, chat. Yeah, I've just I've just gotten up a picture, so this is Michael. 
Oh, shit. <laughs> Grow a beard and I see it. Dude, no, um, I, he well, had a beard today. <laughs> I just shaved today and I yeah. never, I never, ever clean shaven. I oh, this is a new no. look. Yeah, no. Yeah, um, yeah it's sushi. because on 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 Spotify, um, the, the Spotify image, um, Steve yeah. has a beard and moustache very similar to Michael. Um, <laughs> and so I remember some of my friends, they, like, I showed you guys to them and they were like yo it's michael <laughs> <laughs> it's funny as fuck oh uh, and then so when i said to my friends that i was interviewing you guys i messaged the group chat and i'm like i'm interviewing the michael band today <laughs> that's crazy that's funny as hell we got to come over there asap <laughs> yeah so if you ever come to tasmania there will be people that i can imagine i'd probably pointing at steve on stage being like michael <laughs> michael <you." laughs> oh that'd so. be rad as hell like we found yeah. our doppelgangers mine's in virginia yeah. steve's in tasmania <laughs> yeah there you, go. you have a you have a doppelganger in virginia was that someone at a show or we were, we were playing in a Harrisonburg at this house and like one dude stopped me because he thought I was his friend and then I'm pretty sure that dude's girlfriend also thought it was me because she like pulled up a picture and I'm like damn alright I could see some of that resemblance I can see yeah. why you could think that's me but that is not me <laughs> that could have gone really badly I, I feel <laughs> oh yeah that show was wild some of the kids pitting there were just like Damn. obnoxiously large frat boys and mm. one of them at one point like it's a weird tangent but like he just like grabbed his friend and he was like super drunk and he's like yo i just really want to break your arm and his friend oh. was, like had to like talk him down from breaking his arm and he's like you can punch me in the face but Dude, like, that's like please don't like break my arm i've got class comedy skit shit like that's the kind of thing that they write just wow <laughs> yeah you, yeah, like for real. Judd Apatow just goes to college parties and just observes or something because these kids <laughs> is crazy. Like, like he already had a bunch of black eyes. So like, I'm super, I assume this kid just throws down wherever, whenever. But uh, I, I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty small. I had, I had an experience like that. that yeah, still, same. I'm really glad that, I'm not his friend. Like, I, 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 I got, I got a black eye when I saw Turnstile. Um, That's sick. Shouts out Baltimore uh, Hardcore. Yeah. I saw Turnstile um in February um and I ended up a my watch got smashed um but b um I ended up with a black eye um during and both things happened um during blackout um, whoa the end of that song um when the like the breakdown happens and that that riff comes in and the pit like the pit like opened up and then <clears throat> the breakdown happens and everyone sprinted in and everyone was just throwing fists and. Um, yeah, my watch got smashed, and then I got punched in the eye. And the guy who punched me in the eye immediately apologized. I was like, "Oh my god, like I'm so sorry." Um, and I was like, "Oh no, it's all good, man. You know, like shit happens." You just, like, um, I was actually kind of. Dude is good. Yeah, yeah, do it again. Get my other one. <laughs> uh, I was lucky a little bit. Like when the black eye started forming, I was lucky a little bit. Like, 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 oh, okay, like you know, telling everyone about it, and like, oh yeah, you know, like when it's all turn style. And... <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, right? it's a little badge fan. of honor. <laughs> Like, there's definitely some but, cool street cred. I remember when I saw there's a band here called DZ Death Rays um, that have pretty wild mosh pits. And um, I was, saw them with my uh, my 14-year-old sister. 
and I remember when the wall of death started forming and everyone's focus was just getting my sister out of there. <laughs> uh, which was which was really nice. Um, That's sick shit, yeah. There's like a really nice community in the pit sometimes. Yeah. I've noticed like at hardcore shows like I've been to, it's always been really good. But rap shows, oh my god. <laughs> rap shows, horrible. I never want to go to a rap show again. Really? <laughs> I went to a so I saw an artist called uh do you are you familiar with Slow Tie? I'm not sure. UK. He's a British Word. rapper. Um, so I saw him at the same gig as Turnstile, the same festival as Turnstile, actually. Um, but the mosh pit was so garbage. Like, everyone was just trampling over each other. And, like, like it was shit. It was just, like, packed, like, so tightly. And people were just... It was just bad. <laughs> that sounds rough. Um, like, sometimes it's just no fun. I don't want to get beat the fuck up. Yeah, there's yeah. a there's an art, a Travis Scott. Like, he had even had a whole controversy because of, like, his unsafe shows and all that, right? Yeah, in his song yeah, Modern yeah, Jam, he has a line where he says, uh, make this shit uh, jump in, make it hard to breathe. And it's like, that's not a good thing. That's a very bad no. thing. You don't brag about yeah. that. Like, yeah, like, like the, the thing is, I've noticed, like, when I go to, like, a hardcore show, like, you know, the pit will be hectic, but everyone, like, gives each other room and, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, like, like you've, even though people are going hard, there's still enough room to, like, walk around and whatever if you need to get out. Um, but... Like in these rap concerts, like Playboy Cardi, like was garbage. Slow Tie was garbage. Um, like Vince Staples was garbage. Like there was just no, like no good. Yeah, I've never been to a good rap show with a good mosh pit, and yeah, and it's really sad, really interesting. And I've never been to a JPEG Mafia show, uh, Akima. I'm, I'm so bad. He only it. comes to my state for festivals. I hate that. And I just found out, in- I found out from uh, listening to Danny Brown's podcast, he said it's be- apparently a lot of festivals make artists like sign like shows like they can't do a show within a month like before or after oh, yeah. the festival in that state or whatever. I hate that. That's whack. Yeah, there's like radius clauses. That shit is super duper cringe. That shit is yeah. like you shouldn't have any say on what an artist can do, whether it's the label or like another show or festival. Like, I feel like if anything, it would help. It's advertising. If exactly. someone came to see them, then they would probably go to see them again. Right. Like Especially more yeah. people would come. A lure to see them. of other artists. Like I feel like that's how you draw people. Yeah. To festivals. Like we're, you we're build pretty, a show and like. Yeah, like, we're pretty lucky here in Australia. Like, that doesn't happen. Most festivals will actively advertise the sideshows of the artists they have. Um, That's sick. Like, I feel like, yeah, in, like, Europe, and I don't know about Australia, but I feel like it's just really... The arts are so much more supported. Or, like, supported, I mean. Like, there's, like, country and such programs and things that just, like, support people doing things. Like, I've heard booking is super-duper easy-peasy. Everyone is super willing to host you and feed you and take care of you and I don't know. Everything here is just very, very whack. It all contracts very cut and dry, and yeah. I don't know. Not fair for nobody. Hmm. Yeah, that's like the thing. Like I've heard, particularly like in the US, like I've seen a lot of like small bands that I follow, um, just post like shit, like just really like unfair shit that like happens to them, and like yeah, get it. Like, and, like sorry, no, 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 you go. Just really. Also, for artists to come here, because like for Crymac to come here, they needed to pay seven thousand dollars for their visa. Like, mm. I'm sure. Like, do you know what, what it would be for us to come there? So I assume we could no probably idea. just fly there. 
I have just no show idea. up and probably start playing shows. Like we're not a big band. We wouldn't probably be on anyone's radar, but like, yeah, I mean, is, like, yeah, if some artists, like I know a lot of big artists would have to get a visa to do it, but I'm sure if you mm-hmm. guys were to just fly over on like a holiday and just play a few shows, like for <laughs> your size, you know, playing a few basements and whatever, I'm sure that yeah. would be, <laughs> wouldn't be a problem. Like, um, I think it's like 20 bucks to get into Canada and like go be a band. But seven grand here? I've never had that in my bank account. Like, mm. and just to save all that up, just to drop it for one tour, that would destroy my life. Yeah, I always, <laughs> I always think about like people like doing like shows all over. Like, man, that's got to be so tough just to keep afloat at all. Oh yeah, it's definitely. As we've gotten older and a little bit wiser, it, we've been trying to make sure it can stay sustainable, and that we're not just like forever throwing money into a pit and that's kind of what it is anyways and it's a it's like a labor of love so you do what you got to do and i don't care if we were in it for the money we would be playing different kind of music 100 yeah yeah like we're doing this for fun we want to be doing these things and making these connections like the big tour coming up is our first time going to the west coast together as a band and that's going to be immaculate i can't fucking wait to meet screamo kids in california and texas we're coming to Washington. Where are you at? If you don't mind me uh, I, I'm in. I'm in the. I'm in the very smack dab in the middle. But if you're in Seattle, I can go out to there. That, that's where everybody. Goes. I think I can go to Seattle. I was gonna say I'm pretty sure someone just booked Seattle for us. But um, yeah, we will be there soon. Uh, at Glam Rock Luna on Instagram. I Bet. don't know if I should have said that, but they're booking our show. I'm pretty sure in Seattle. Glam Rock Luna. But um. We will hang out, and it's going to be sick as fuck. And we will come to Australia and hang out, too. It's going to be fucking yeah. rad. No, I would, if, you got, like, if you guys came to Australia, like, I would be there. Like, any, anywhere in the country, I'd book flights, honestly. <laughs> Definitely someday. Like, everything seems doable. Like, I always hear, like, yeah. oh, flights are cheaper this part of the year. It's like, okay. We'll find another cool band, set up some cool shows. Hey, I'm Rick from the Neighborhood Radio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. No, it'd be it'd be dope. And so, when you like want to play in like a certain part of the US, do you usually just like hit up other bands that you know, like in that area? Or if I knew enough bands, like before pre-COVID, almost all my booking was done on Facebook, and I would just like yeah, like reach out to people, kind of blankly shoot my shot. And like, there's like some forums for like DIY posting that you can ask for okay. some help in sometimes, but like. I booked a little bit of the last one on Twitter, but all this one has been almost like exclusively through Instagram and just like shouting out like who can help here and people will send me suggestions, which has been really sick. And uh, thankfully we're going out with another band for the first half of this and they booked a bunch of those dates for places we've never been, which is super helpful, super duper rad. And hopefully we can make some nice friends when we go there, but it's like really just been a lot of shots in the dark. Like I wish I knew more people in other States. I just, it's hard to keep up. Like, but I have been trying to do that too. Or like, if I see any tour flyers, I will follow all the venues like associated. I will like, like if there's like some screamo band that I am friends with, who's going out on tour, I'll follow all the bands that they play with like every night pretty much. And just like try to get it on my radar. Try to like slowly familiarize myself with like, this is what's happening in Reno. This is what's happening. So-and-so like I might reach out to here. Like it's all such a blank guessing game though. Cause like you send a hundred messages, 98 people don't read them. 
one person says no, the yes is still like very tentative and they'll probably push you off onto someone else. Like it's a really, really discouraging game, but it's the most rewarding when it works out. It's it's yeah. really surreal and magic to be like, I've never been in this place before. I literally didn't know this existed. This is like off mm-hmm. the mental map. This is a new place with new people and I feel just as at home as I ever did. Yeah. I remember Run the Jewels talking about that. Um Aww. when Run the when Run the So are you familiar with Run the Jewels? Oh yeah, they fucking rip. They're yeah. so good. Yeah. So um they came to Tasmania one time. Um and before they set they just started they had this whole speech about like how insane it is for them like as career musicians who have been like in the industry for like 20, 30 years that they're still coming to places that are just like, like they said to come to Tasmania, like they feel like they're being flown to like the very edge of the world. Um, yeah. And it was just sort of, yeah, like cool to hear that perspective of like, you know, like that part of like discovering like all these cool places that you never knew existed. And... Definitely. Oh yeah. It's a super beautiful thing. Like, I don't think like, tours a lot of driving and a lot of waiting but it's so scenic and beautiful and there's always so much to see and so much to take i've been really trying to get better about taking actual pictures with like little cameras and such just because there's so much to see i don't want to forget all of it absolutely it's just a really beautiful experience Mm -hmm. yeah anyway um I'm probably going to have to wrap this up because um, we have another section of our radio um, show that we have to get through. Um, but sure. if you guys, if you guys wanted to, so what we do, what the section is called, it's called, I love my plug um, where we go through music that people in this server have submitted and review it. Um, Just to show so, it off you know, to the people. Yeah. So if you like, you, and you, you guys don't have to do this, but if you wanted to, you could, uh, we do invite our people who we interview to stay around and, li- and check out we got the music. five. We got five tracks. For today's yeah plug it up yeah plug it up <laughs> all right well i'll hand it over to rick he usually uh does does this section. all right so. well thank you guys for joining the morning dew interview check out their album their new album pulp and their old one gulp <laughs> now we're moving into i love my plug neighborhood radio